wasn't me in there. It was some women, praise God. But early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. So they went in. Somebody say, go in. Go in. And they went in, but they didn't find what they was looking for. It says they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men, and the Bible used the word here, men, but we read further and understand that these were not men as you and I are, but in the word of God, when men appeared, they looked when angels appeared, rather, they appeared as men. Praise God. They stood there puzzled. These two suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling robes. And the women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. The men asked, it's our key verse, and it was read as we started the service today. Why are you looking among the dead? For someone who is alive. Come on, ask that question to yourself this morning. Why am I looking for someone among the dead who is alive? It says that he is not here. We're talking about an empty tomb, an empty grave. He is risen from the dead. Remember what he told you back in Galilee? that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Is anybody glad for the third day? Praise God that Jesus got up out of the grave and that he has risen with power. Then they remembered. Sometimes we forget what the Lord has said. Sometimes we forget what God have done. Sometimes we forget what we have been taught and what we have read. But when they remembered what Jesus spoke to them, they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples, no, there's one short because one uh, kind of went AWOL, so to speak. Judas got himself caught up. And so there were just 11 disciples remaining and then everyone else. What happened? They went to tell them. It says here, it names who it was. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and then Mary, the mother of James, not Mary, the mother of Jesus. Several other women, listen, God used women to tell and to announce that Jesus was not in the grave. Listen, he used something that was unconventional. Why? Because in the Jewish culture, women really did not have a prominent place. They weren't uh, to uh, be in this type of position where they were going around sharing this information. But Jesus says, listen, he wants us to know that he came to change the tradition of men and let us know that he was ushering in a new way. Listen, a new way, a more excellent way, a better way, a way that does not exclude people a way that does not compartmentalize us or make us lesser or greater than others. But he used these women as a sign that something different, a transformation had taken place. 
But the story sounded like nonsense to the men. So they didn't believe it. Here we're looking at there was a lack of faith. There was a lack of faith. If you want to take a few notes this morning, we're talking about the tomb is empty. But some of the enemies of faith, write this down. What are the enemies of faith? Fear. First of all, these women, they were terrified. All right. A fear came over them when they came into the presence of these angelic beings. Why is it that when the God's spirit moves and when we come into his house, sometimes we get timid and we get scared? Why is it that sometimes we close up and the things of God we shy away from? The enemy of faith is fear. Another enemy of faith is unbelief, just not believing. They had received the ministry of Jesus personally. Jesus walked with them. He talked with them. He ate with them. He performed miracles for them, and he told them what he was going to do. But when it happened, they were in disbelief. My God. And these men questioned their faith. And he says, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? Then we see here that this sounded like nonsense to men. Why is it that we get information from all kind of places, but when it comes to the word of God, we get confused? Y'all listening? Sometimes we, we in church and we get to talking about the word and folk act like they don't understand it. But listen, we've got to be careful because that's an enemy of faith. The devil don't want us to understand the word of God. And he wants us to have a superficial contact with Jesus. But Jesus didn't call us into a place that's empty. And he doesn't call us into a place that's dead, but he's alive. And his word should be alive in us and to us. My God. These men, it was nonsense, so they didn't believe it. However, there was one. Verse 12 says, Peter jumped up didn't say he got up slow you ever been sitting down for a long time and uh it's sometime it take you a while to get up y'all saying nothing this morning you got your lazy boy at home you sitting on the couch you've been watching television and all this and and all of a sudden you're ready to get up and go to the refrigerator but sometime mother brother deacon brothers you got to brace yourself and think about it for a minute before you get up but the bible said peter jumped up and he ran to look. Listen, we need to be like Peter. The Bible didn't say that Peter didn't have some questioning on his own. It didn't say that he didn't believe, but he wanted to go and see it for himself. And this is what we need to do. We need to see him for ourselves. But listen, the place that we need to see him is not a dead place. The place that we go to meet him is not a grave. When Peter got to the tomb, Jesus was not there. Y'all listening to me? Tell somebody the tomb is empty. Jesus came and told us why he came. He died so that he could rose again. He understood that death was the only way out. He understood that sin came in the world by a human being and so the only remedy for sin would be a human being without sin that would die to go and reverse the, the curse of sin 
And so here, why is it a surprise that on the third day when they go, they don't go in expectation to see a risen Savior, but they take spices and fragrances. The reason they took those spices and fragrances because Jesus has been dead for a few days now, and they didn't embalm his body. So after a few days, the body began to stink. Y'all not saying nothing this morning. So these fragrances and these spices were there to help preserve the body, to keep it from rotting to try to slow down the decomp, decomp the, the, let me talk this morning, the decomposition process. I'm getting tongue-tied. Is that all right? Listen, the tomb is empty. Too many of us have let the enemy of faith cause us to be like some of these people at the resurrection. We are trying to preserve something that's dead. When we don't realize God is calling us to a place of life and abundance. Come on, God is not dead. But why is it that we go to dead places? Why is it that we live in empty spaces? Why is it that we come to dead churches? Listen, why is it that we get ourselves in dead relationships? Why is it? that we try to mask and cover up the smell of something that's stinking instead of going to the one that is risen and that's living. I'm trying to talk to somebody this morning and let you know that the tomb is empty. See, the Bible lets us know here that Jesus came and he came with one assignment that was to die, but he would not stay dead, but he would get up out of the grave. Thank you. And it's in that resurrection that we have life. Where is it in the Bible? Somebody say, where is it in the Bible? Where is it in the Bible? You look at uh, the, the revelations. He says what? Revelations 1 and 18. I am the living one. Come on, I'm talking about an empty tomb this morning. Jesus says, I am the living one. I died. That's a fact. But look, somebody say, look. Come on, we need to go look like Peter. Peter didn't go with no fragrances and spices. He just got up from where he went to see. Jesus says, I died, but look, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and the grave. Y'all listening to me this morning? Jesus does not hold the keys of death, hell, and the grave so that we can get into it, so that we can live in it or stay in it, but so we can get out of it. Somebody say, come out of the empty tomb. Come on, come out of the grave. Come out of that dead place. Come out of that dead faith. Come out of that dead place of prayer and worship. Get into a place of active living fire with God. Listen, the tomb is empty. Listen, it's not time for a funeral, but it's time for a wedding. Listen, Jesus says he's preparing a great marriage supper of the Lamb. But what is he talking about? He's not talking about that wedding that we go to when a man and woman are being joined. But he's talking about that great coming together of the men and people of God who have been redeemed and who have repented of their sins and have prepared themselves to meet the bridegroom. When you go to a wedding, you don't go with the expectation that there's going to be a casket there. Y'all not saying nothing. 
you want to get out of there and get somewhere else. You go with the expectation that there's going to be a union and a joining together of a new life. And listen, that's what Jesus does when he saves us. When we repent of our sins, he marries us. He joins us together with him so that we can live. Their reaction was fear instead of faith to the empty tomb. What was this? The manifestation of God's glory. Listen, the Bible says they saw two men, but they were really angels, and they were dazzling in their appearance. And listen, sometimes the fear wants to stop us from recognizing the empty space we're in and how much more comfortable it is there. Experiencing God's real presence and joy. Stop looking for Jesus in a place where he's not there. We've got to get out of a dead place, a place that's empty, that's void, that's bankrupt. We've got the evidence. What is the evidence? Faith is the evidence of things hoped for and the substance of, th the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not, not seen. Listen, what was the evidence? Jesus was not there anymore. His body was missing. And then... There was remaining the residue of the grave clothes and strips that had been wrapped around his body when it was buried. Thank you, Lord. Stop looking for God in an empty place. What was this? When they were going to the tomb, and we know that this same account of the resurrection is recorded in each gospel. Luke has it in Luke 24, 1 through 12. Matthew writes it in 28, 1 through 10. Mark writes it in Mark 16, 1 through 8. John records it in John 20, 1 through 9. When they were going there, they were in expectation that they were going to need some help. Who is going to roll away the stone? My God, who is going to roll away the stone? Don't you know this? Sometimes we look over this, but when Jesus was resurrected, no one had to roll away the stone. Jesus walked through the door with the door closed. Y'all not saying nothing. He rose in a glorified body. That's why the strips of cloth weren't torn into pieces. It was just the shell of a mummy that used to be there. And that's why this was so perplexing and puzzling because it didn't make sense. Listen, what doesn't make sense to us in the natural? God wants us to see with faith eyes who he really is. He doesn't want us to come into a place of empty worship. He doesn't want us to love him to a place where our devotion to him is greater, is, is greater than our faith. What does that mean? Some folk love God so much that they are faithful to an institution. Listen, we are faithful to a religion, but we love it more than we love God. We believe it more than we believe God. Listen, we cleave to it because it's something we can put our hands on. But Jesus, he's alive. God wants us to make him our number one priority. Jesus wants us to come out of our spiritual graves this morning. Yes, there are some things that need to be buried. There are some issues and places of freedom we haven't experienced because we're going after empty places instead of going after the risen Savior. What happens when your love and devotion for a thing outweighs your faith? Sometimes we miss the whole point of what it means to know, to trust, to follow God. We miss the point. Somebody say the tomb is empty. Thank you. The purpose of the fragrance they brought was to offset the smell of death. These women had the intention to go and see. 
not a risen Jesus, but a dead Jesus. And sometimes we come to church with the wrong expectation. We come out of ritual. We come out of devotion and love. But we don't come to see the move of God's spirit. Y'all listening to me? They were expecting to need help to get in by removing the stone. They did not have faith to know that the stone had already been removed and they were going into something that was empty. They spent time and money trying to keep a dead thing instead of expecting the God thing that had been spoken to them in advance to take place. And listen to me this morning. Stop living your life in a place of expectation of things that aren't going to happen. Start living your life in a place of expectation that things are going to happen, that God said are going to happen. Thank you, Lord. These women love Jesus. What was wrong with it? Going to decorate a grave. Some of you all may have lost some loved ones. And I used to go periodically, you know. My father passed away when I was young and go to the grave. But listen, they are not there. You ever been in the cemetery? Ain't nobody out there talking. I don't care how long you spend your time out there. Ain't nobody going to get up until God called their name. Y'all listening to me? And sometimes we live our place in mourning instead of living our place in rejoicing, knowing that God has something that bigger than what we can't see and everything the enemy is trying to do to keep us in a place of emptiness and brokenness God is trying to always move us forward into a place of resurrection and power my God today too many of us are trying to go back and find something that's not there you ever seen this uh, Lord I want you to take me back where they used to do it when I was coming up but don't you know, we just had a lot of stuff that was dressed up, but it was dead. Oh, my God. And some of us don't even recognize it. Hallelujah. We've got a way of putting things together that it smell good. Come on. It look good, but God ain't in it. But listen, the tomb is empty. Thank you, Lord. God wants us to know that he's got power over death. Thank you, Lord. And it's greater than our unbelief. It's greater than our doubt. It's greater than our sin. Praise God. They were terrified. And he says, the angels, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? So oftentimes we're looking for God in the wrong place. We are looking for him and we don't find him. And then we leave ourselves disappointed because we were trying to put together this picture of our own understanding that we have created, or that people have told us. But God says, I want to do something altogether different. That's why he sent women instead of men to let them know that I am the resurrection and the life, to let them know that I'm the risen king, to let them know that I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, to let them know that this is not a religion, but this is about a relationship. This is not about a ritual. This is about a realness and authentic power that causes dead things to awake. Praise God. My God. The resurrection of Jesus ushered in a change in how we are to worship God. John 4 and 24, and I'm almost finished, says God's a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Listen, God wants us to touch him by faith. A tangible transformation begins 
to happen when you have faith in the word that's been spoken in advance. The tomb is empty, not because I've seen it, but because he said it. Before I got there, he was already out of the grave. Listen, I wasn't because I went to see it, but it was because he said it. And some of us this morning need to get in a place of expectation to know that when God moves, it's going to look different than the way you expected it. And stop looking for God to do things in the way you've already seen it. When his kingdom comes, he says, I'll make all things new. God's Christ's death and his resurrection is the basis for preaching and for forgiveness of sins. Praise God. It's the basis for why we are here. And the proclamation of our faith, y'all listening, is to proceed the possession of God's promise. Jesus said it. Do you believe it? Do you know it? Or do you have to wait until you see it? Some of us, we've got to be like Peter. But that's okay. Sometimes you've got to get up. But don't get up slow. Get up and run fast to know that he's not in that empty place. But what he wants you to do at the tomb, he wants you to leave your grave clothes. He wants you to leave your grave situation. He wants you to leave your grave mindset. Listen, he wants you to lose your empty place of worship because he is risen. And he wants you to go and follow after him. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I wish y'all hear what I was saying this morning. Don't refuse to accept I understand what God has said. Don't refuse to accept. I understand what God has said. Praise God. Come see the tomb for yourself. But leave that dead thing that's been on you in that tomb. Because that's where dead things go. They deserve to be buried. I was reading. They said why they buried people six feet under. It goes back to the plague. Because back in those times, they wanted to put the body so far down in the ground so that the disease and the sickness would not contaminate those who were living. And so that's why we still bury so far under the ground, not because we have that same concern, but just just the tradition that's been made. But listen, God got some things that he want to bury in us. What is it? He said the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Listen, the key is past tense that he was dead. Listen, he was dead, but now he's alive. Thank you, Jesus. The grave is for that which is dead, needs to be buried and stay dead. And some of us, we want to do that. Go and dig up something that God have brought us out of. We want to go and dig up something that God have laid to rest. But I'm here to tell you today, it's time for you to stop going after trying to find and bring something back that God have said that's over. But I want you to go forward into the place to full understanding of who I am and what I've come to do. Tell somebody the tomb is empty. Thank you, Lord. It's time for us to get rid of our fragrances. Listen, too long, church, we've pretended. Too long, church, we've dressed it up. Too long, church, have we made it smell like and look like. But it's time for us to stop putting embalming fluid on stuff that God wants us to let alone. And it's time for us to move forward into the grace of God. It's time for us to stop reaching back into something that's comfortable, that's familiar, and expect God to walk by faith, to don't understand everything that he says, but I believe what you said before you said it, God. I don't fully understand all of what you're trying to do, God, but I trust that you are who you say you are and that you will do what you're going to do. 
Thank you, Lord. Don't let your devotion be to a place more than it is to God. See, some of us don't recognize that there's some empty tombs and some empty places that have had their grip on us. And we've been there so long that we like it. But listen, the tomb is empty today. This is a ministry of reconciliation. This is a ministry of healing. Jesus had a ministry of deliverance. And he wants us to come out of the grave. Thank you, Lord. Why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? Sometimes we need help. We need strength. But we go to the wrong place. We go to the wrong people instead of going to God. Sometimes we need spiritual strength. But instead of getting the strength we need, we go to a place that's familiar, that's comfortable, that's convenient. But I'm here to tell you today, it's time to go to God. Thank you, Lord. There's nothing like a dead place. Early in my career, and I'm, I'm almost finished, I was an auditor uh, at the Health Sciences Center campus downtown. And one of the audits I had to do one time was of the wheeled body program. And so it has nothing to do with counting. But they had an inventory, and guess what the inventory was? Dead bodies. I went in the room about half the size of this that was refrigerated. And you looked, and all you could see was row after row after row after row. On my audit team, there were a few young ladies. And I stood back on the background while they went and counted. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and they picked a sample, and they had the inventory tags. But you know, in that room, there was a smell that I cannot describe. All of these bodies had been heavily embalmed, but there was a stench that I will never forget because I was in a place where there were dead things. And some of us, we live in that place of things that's dead. We spiritually, we're not alive. We are spiritually in a place where we are not in faith. And God wants us to leave the funeral. Praise God. Hi, 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 hi. Listen, I want you to know that death had a funeral. Y'all listening to me? I'm preaching real good. And I want you to know Jesus is the one who has conquered death. He has conquered hell. He has conquered the grave. And so you don't have to be depressed anymore. You don't have to be broken anymore. You don't have to be broken anymore. You don't have to be worryful anymore. You can be saved. You can be delivered. You can be healed. Thank you, Lord. The tomb is empty. Come on, somebody say shake it off this morning. What am I shaking off? I'm shaking off the dead thing. I'm shaking off the dead situation. I'm shaking off this dead sin, this, this thing that enemy has been trying to grip me and keep me bound. It's got to go. I want to experience the life of Jesus. Come on, somebody say the tomb is empty. Come on, the tomb is empty. But I want you to know that's just a signal for us to know that we can live, that we can get up from every grave place and grave thing we're in, every grave thing the enemy's trying to do. Let him know that we serve a risen king who has power and authority over death, hell, and the grave. He's got power and authority over sickness. Come on, he's got power and authority over bondage. My family don't have to stay broken. Y'all listening? My my job don't have to stay broken. I serve a risen Savior and the tomb is empty. And so death, you've got to let go of me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? 
Come on, the Lord says it's time for you to come out of that dead place. Y'all not saying nothing. I've sitting for a while. I sat in a dead church. Y'all not listening. We singing, we shouting, but ain't nothing happening. We reading the scripture, but folk is just as broke and depressed and bound as ever. I don't want to be in that kind of place. Listen, I don't want to have that kind of work. The tomb is empty. I serve a God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't want to go into a place with empty worship. Y'all listening? I'm tired of coming in here with empty praise. Listen, I want some folk that know that he is risen, that he is Lord, and it's not a performance, and it's not a show, but there's an authentic, genuine power and glory that we don't have to be afraid of. Y'all listening? Come on, come out of the grave place. Come out of the grave place. Some of y'all spending too much time thinking about grandma and grandpa. Mama and daddy going home to be with the Lord. Come on. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Y'all not saying nothing? Come on. It's time for us to live. Somebody say live. Come on. God wants you to live. Say live. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm done preaching this morning. The tomb is empty. Thank you, Lord. The tomb is empty. Jesus came to deliver us out of bondage, dead and empty ways of thinking, believing and living, of serving. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus wants you to come out of that spiritual grave this morning. There are some things that need to be buried, but it's not praise. It's not worship. It's not the word. Thank you, Lord. There are some issues and places of freedom that God wants us to move us into. You know what they do with a grave? They cover it up. You know what they do with a casket? They lock it because they want what's in there to stay in there. Hallelujah. But don't you know that God is a God that has power to bring us out of every place? This is what the devil wants you to do. He's trying to get you in a box and close it and put a lock on it. He's trying to put a lock on your mouth, a lock on your testimony. Come on, a lock on your worship. But it's time for you to come out of the grave. Thank you, Jesus. The tomb is empty today. Hallelujah. The tomb is empty today. Let's stand to our feet. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your son who comes to bring us out of dead, empty places, empty things. We thank you this morning, God, that you would shake off the, the grave clothes that we've had on. We thank you, God, that your power that you had when you got up out of the grave is still present among us today. God, so much that you transcended and was able to break even the natural law and walk through a stone tomb right out the door. We thank you. We praise you, God. Even as you appeared to your disciples, you appeared to us, but it's in a different way. God, help us to touch you and see you and not allow enemies of faith, fear, unbelief, doubt, and sin to cause us to remain in a dead place. Lord, we thank you today that our devotion would not outweigh our faith, that we would not be so faithful to a structure and an institution and a framework of thought, that we won't allow you to work miracles, signs, and wonders in us and through us. We thank you that that empty grave is there to prove that you live 
and because you live, we can face tomorrow. Because you live, all fear is gone. Because you live, we don't have to be afraid of the COVID-19 uh, threats of the day or the night. But we can trust and hope in you. As our risen Savior, you told us why you came. Thank you, Lord, that you got up so that we could get up again. As the children sang, to get up out of that dead place of being a sinner and have a relationship with God. If you don't know the Lord today, if you've not confessed the Lord as your Savior, if you've not repented of your sins, if you've not confessed him with your mouth and believed in your heart that he's risen from the dead, there's no greater day to do it than today. Today is your day to come out of that tomb just like Christ came out of that tomb. But it's a spiritually dead place. If you want to experience an abundant life in Jesus Christ, if you want to be saved, I want you to lift your hand in this building. I don't care how old you are. If you want to give your life to Jesus, if you want to serve Jesus, if you want to honor Jesus with your life, if you want to repent of your sins, if you want to be saved, raise your hand. I want to pray with you. I see hand up. Praise God. It's all right. You don't have to. There's no age limit. Praise God. He said, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he is risen from the dead and he died for your sins, you shall be saved. Come on. I see at least two hands this morning. Come on. Let's celebrate and praise God. Hallelujah. Come on. He come to save today. He come to heal and deliver. Come on. With your hands lifted up. I want you to repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus. I'm a sinner, and I want to be saved. I believe that Jesus, I want to hear your voices, died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he risen from the dead and that he has all power. I thank you, Lord, because you said if I confess with my mouth and if I believe with my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, then I would be saved. So this morning, Jesus, I confess you as Lord. I confess you as God. I give my life to you. I will honor you and serve you, and I will seek to know your way. God, I thank you that you have brought me out of the grave this morning that I'm in, and that you raised me to a new life in your son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, come on and say amen.